eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, we do a podcast. We do it almost every day. Yesterday, it was a Q&A with me from Al. Today, it's a Q&A from me to Al. Al, what's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. Yes, I thought yesterday's podcast went very well. People seem to enjoy it. They seem to enjoy your answers to the questions, and um, I hope to do the same today. What do you think, before we start, what do you think is going to be the most asked question on this? Because I, yesterday I put one out there, you answered, because I didn't realize by tagging you it made that you would do that. So I didn't tag you this morning, I got a okay. bunch. Obviously there's some that are pretty repetitive. What do you think is the most asked question? Uh, people will ask about the songs, why don't I do songs anymore, who's your favorite guest, who was friendly, who was mean, that sort no. of thing. Oh, None, okay. Actually, I got. Wow. I, I do not have one question about songs. Wow. I thought, okay. go, I thought you'd go directly to the marriage question. Oh yeah, that's a good one too. A classic. All right, so let's start. Let's start with a soft question, nice and easy. I actually like this one. This one comes from Chris Marcello. He would like to know what is your favorite part of New Jersey? The well, really, the central is where you grew up. The northwestern area where you moved to, or really where you are now on the weekends down the shore. I would say the Jersey Shore area is my favorite area. Asbury Park, Bradley Beach, Spring Lake, Belmar, that whole area. It's got a feel to it. It doesn't feel as uh, congested as North Jersey. It's not as congested as North Jersey. And then kind of Northwest New Jersey, where I was, kind of felt like the middle of nowhere. Like, this has some sort of feel. It has some sort of tie to my childhood in that we would go down to the Jersey Shore uh, for, and it's always fun times. You know, you would go there in the summer when it was nice weather. You were off from school, so it still has that vibe to me year round. Do you ever think like why you ended up in Basking Ridge and not the Jersey Shore when you first bought a condo? Yeah, well, I always thought, and I'm correct, that the uh, the ride from New York to the Jersey Shore is long, and I always had was going to cap my ride out at 45 minutes. But I got to a point in life, probably when I hit 50 this past year, I thought, well, I really should be more with where I want to be and not worry too much about the drive. So I was mo- when I wound up somehow in Basking Ridge, 
I was living in Woodbridge, New Jersey at the time and not a great area. Everybody had pit bulls <laughs> and nobody cleaned up after them. So like everywhere you walked in this condo complex, it was large dog droppings and the threat of being eaten by a dog at all times. <laughs> so I knew I had a budget. The most I could go was 300 grand for this condo at the time. So it did not really open up a lot of areas for me to go to move to because the closer you got to New York City, the more it seemed like not great areas that I could afford. And then when I finally found this Basking Ridge, which I'd never heard of, I, I turned into the complex. It looked like uh, uh, heaven to me. Right. And there were signs, no dogs allowed. I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. There's it no, was calling you. It was calling me. And I was like, wow, this is beautiful. And so... That was perfect for me at the time. All right, from Zach Hirsch on Twitter. I, I like this question. I don't, I'm sure you've addressed it, and I don't know the answer Alrighty. to it. righty. Why did you stop doing the podcast with Paul? I stopped doing the podcast with Paul because a couple reasons. Uh, mainly, I, I think, Paul felt very Paul, – Paul started feeling an immense amount of pressure to come up with and do topics. And we also had two different work schedules. So he would start, mm. he wouldn't get over to my house until like 7.30. And at that point, my day was over. I was ready to go to bed. Right. And then we just got to a point where I would say like, oh, let's do a, let's do a topic. Let's do jeans. And he'd say, well, I don't think we have, there's enough material there to do 45 minutes to an hour on jeans. And he'd say, let's do this. And I'd say, well, I don't think we really have an hour <laughs> to do so it, it just became that, and he felt like he was putting a lot of work in to come up with um, things to talk about. And then, you know, he wasn't used to douchey people on Twitter. You know, I've kind of dealt with douchey people on Twitter and callers since my Ron and Fez days. So I think I've developed somewhat of a thicker skin for it. And I don't think he really liked doing all this work. Then people being douchey on Twitter, the pressure of doing it, no payment. You know, it, was, it just got to be too much. You know, it's funny because I did the the basketball video that you know, and I believe that that is the first time I've put my kids on Twitter in yeah. that setting. I've, I've never put pictures of them unless their back was to the camera. Like I've put pictures of, you know, the back of their jersey and stuff like that, but I've never done anything where you could see them. Yeah. And I've never done anything with my wife on Twitter, nothing like that. And I, because I don't think people understand what it's like to be attacked, you know, verbally or on the social media and what it does to your psyche. It goes away after a few days, but I think it can really bother you those first few times. Yeah. It's funny you say that, that even a guy like Paul, that it probably did bother him when you got the bad comments and, and, and stuff like and the bad reaction from time yeah. to time. Yeah. So I think all of those things um, kind of uh, fed into that. It's also nice because now people, like we do with all things that disappear, remember it better. Remember and think that it was better than it was, which is nice. That is very true. <laughs> All right, couple others here that I like. Um, if the show went away, and I know you've addressed this before, but would you stay in radio as a producer on a sports show or go look for another talk or rock show? Would you just retire to the beach in New Jersey and do something else, or would you completely disappear and move to the Phoenix area? Uh, I would not move to the Phoenix area yet. I don't think I can. I don't think I want to move while my parents are still alive, because I think that would be tough as they get older and older. Right. 
then you don't see them at all. That that's I don't I'm not I don't want to do that. So uh, I don't think I wouldn't retire there. I can't retire to the Jersey Shore as I I I can't afford to retire. Um, I wouldn't want to be part of a real sports sports show. Like the morning show at FAN has always been some sports and some guy stuff and some fun stuff and that sort of thing. So um, I would still be interested in radio and talk radio if it were um, something that wasn't hardcore sports. Fair enough. All right, here is Lenny. Who Lenny. wants to know, yeah, Lenny, well, it's, it's ML Leonard on, uh, on Twitter, but he goes by Lenny. When Al doesn't know something or misspeaks about something sports-related, is that his shtick or is that legit? It is sometimes shtick and sometimes legit. <laughs> I think um, I, I, I know a lot about sports from the 80s, you know, the 70s, the 80s, mm-hmm. some of the 90s. And I really went from like, um, I would say when baseball went on strike, after baseball went on strike in 94, I think it was, then when the home run guys came out, I I started following again, McGuire Sosa. Then I did not watch a baseball game probably until I started at WFAN in 2007. Wow. That's a long time. So I had all of this this big chunk of time where I didn't know anything about the Mets or the Yankees. I just didn't pay attention to it. And you've never been into basketball or hockey? No, never been into basketball or hockey. I I watched the NFL the entire time. Okay. Well, and you covered the Bucs, so I mean... And I covered the Bucs, yeah. I covered the the Tampa Lightning, and I was never able to fully catch on what was going on. Did you ever get into NASCAR when you lived in Tampa? No, I never understood that either, but it was crazy. Like, the radio stations there would fight over the radio rights of NASCAR. Yeah, it is popular. It was very popular. I know people are into it. I know we're not. Yeah. Um, This one I could answer too, but since it's your turn and your platform, you do it. Uh, I've had numerous requests, and I saw you answered one guy on Twitter yesterday. Uh, The update on Craig, how he's doing, and how often you still talk to him. I would say I talk to Craig once a week on uh, email. He seems to be hanging in there. Um, And people ask about an early release. I haven't heard anything yet about that with the COVID uh, and that sort of thing. So he's been on lockdown for the last couple of weeks mean, because of the virus, meaning they they can't check email or get phone calls or that sort of thing. So um, I have not heard from him in a couple of weeks, but uh, as soon as he's able to use email again, I'm sure we'll, we'll hear from him again. But he seems to be hanging in there, but Craig's the type of guy that wouldn't tell you if, I don't think he would tell you if things were not going well. He is a, a very positive guy and would... Um, share the good news and not necessarily if, if it wasn't going great for him. I'm glad to hear that because I was waiting. I have not gotten a response from the last couple of emails. Yeah. So at least that makes me feel like he's not ignoring me. No. Yeah. He just doesn't have access. Uh, this one, Mikey horse on Twitter. Mikey horse. Um, who is better? Willie Mickey or the Duke? Willie Mickey. I'm going to go Mickey mantle. There you go. For, with no real reasons. <laughs> I agree. But good question. Very good question. Uh, you can answer this. You don't have to answer it. It's up to you. All right. Uh, Dr. Cuddy is asking, why are you buying another condo down the Jersey Shore instead of moving in with Gina down the Jersey Shore? Good question, Dr. Cuddy. Um, well, 
Gina's house is small. She has a uh, teenage son who is a man. And I have very terrible hours. And I don't think it would be a good situation for the three of us living under one roof in a small place where I have where I shut the lights out at uh, seven o'clock at night and the alarm goes off uh, 2.30 in the morning. It just didn't seem like a great... There was no room in there for my stuff. Right. It just didn't... This is the next best thing. It's it's uh, t- two towns over. Um, so I just think it's a better situation for all involved. Mike Dingman on Twitter. The Dingman. Uh, is there a moment when Al thought to himself that he did something really cool in the world of radio for the first time, meaning David Lee Roth, meeting Boomer, and uh, if it's different when he did realize when he made it? Like, what was the moment you realized that you made it? Well, to me, I felt like I made it when I got to work with Booker at K-Rock while Howard Stern was still there. Because I loved Howard Stern growing up, and my dream was to somehow work at K-Rock. I wouldn't know how that was going to happen. But Howard had already given his notice, I believe, that he was leaving. He gave like a one-year notice that he was going to Sirius. So when I took the job there, I already knew Howard was leaving. But it felt cool because even when I was in Tampa and I was working for Infinity Broadcasting, I thought it was so cool to get a check from Infinity, the same people that were paying Howard. Like, that's yes. how much I was into it. So that was cool to me. Um, and then when I when Howard did leave and David Lee Roth took over, as, as crazy as that was, I did get Gary Baba Bowie's office and desk. Wow, I didn't know which that. Which was really cool. And in fact, he had cl- they had cleaned everything out. But in one of these desk drawers of Gary's, there were a couple, you know, there was, you know, uh, um, paper clips. And, and then there were a couple of weird items left behind that were huge to me as a Howard Stern fan from way back when. There was a Sam Kinison guitar pick from Sam Kinison mm. himself. Um, and then there was, <laughs> in the mid-90s, when Howard would uh, go get a, get new affiliates, he used to hire he not hire, but he would give somebody in the in that market a listener the title of instead of CIA agent, he would call them a CIA hole, <laughs> where they were supposed to listen to the local radio to see if anyone badmouthed Howard, and then to report to Howard, and then. Howard would destroy them on the air. <laughs> so Howard had these badges made up and would send them to the listeners that were CIA holes. Wow. And there were two in Gary's desk that he left there. You still have them. I do still have my CIA hole badges. That's actually tremendous. Yeah. I like that one. That's pretty good. Yeah, that was cool. Here's from Nikki Moran on Twitter. Uh, he says this is a very Al question. Mm-hmm. Does Al like breaded chicken cutlets? Uh, I do what he does with chicken each week, except I bread them. If so, do you prefer panko breadcrumbs or regular plain old breadcrumbs? I do like uh, breadcrumb or um, what do you call them? Regular chicken cutlets. Yeah. I don't make them or try. I don't want to eat them on a daily basis because I'm sure you know they're fried and not great for you i would like the regular breadcrumbs but like when i go to like an italian deli and i get a sandwich or something i will get and it's the weekend i will get the breaded chicken cutlet i do like that delicious from pessimistic cynic 
<laughs> oh, this will be a good one. If you could replace one item from your weekday dinner, what would it be, and what would you put in its place? I would replace probably the broccoli, and I would just maybe change that up. Uh, I was doing for a little while when I could get uh, fresh eggplant. I was changing out the broccoli and the eggplant. Right. I'm also somewhat interested in this succotash that Gina had, which is just, I, I didn't know this, a mix of corn and uh, green lima beans. Okay. That looks pretty good. I, I If you like lima beans. Zucchini, I might change it out. I love so zucchini. I, That's yeah, actually really, really good. The staples really are the chicken and the sweet potatoes. The other items can move around. Two more, because I see we're running out of time. All right. I will ask you the question, and you can... Sure. Completely, well... I'll answer all questions, Jerry. What is your future with Gina? That is from Meg Dunn. Meg Dunn. Well, uh, I always thought it would be strange to get engaged and married and then not live together. So yes. until we can figure that part out, I don't. You know, it it, it seems odd to do for me. Understood. Um, last one for you, and this one is near and dear to me, why I saved it for the end. Okay. Because I've I've invited you, and it's never happened, uh, from the Trapezoid of Terror. They want to know, what would it take to get Al Dukes to come to a Rutgers game? Rutgers basketball? Yes. Um, I, I would do that on, like, a Saturday afternoon game. But does it have to, does it matter who the opponent is? Nope. You would, it would not. It would not. It would just. It matter uh, the the time and the day. So no Friday night, no Sunday, Saturday afternoon. Let's say a two p.m. or four p.m. start. You'd be in. Yes. All right. I will. I'm going to take that to heart. Although I don't okay. think there's going to be fans allowed in the stands this season. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I could have said the, any time. Maybe the twenty one twenty two year. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm looking forward to that season. I hope they're it, still good. It is amazing if you think about where we're at. Yeah. The idea that we're talking about college football possibly be moved to the spring, and we're only in April, and we're talking about college football in September that could get moved to the spring as a legit possibility, I think, at this point. Yeah. We're talking about basketball and hockey playing with limited fans at best next season before they even finish this season, and college basketball could play with no one in the building for an entire yeah. year. It is it's very bizarre. Silly. Not only is that bizarre, but it's also bizarre to see replays of games where people are packed in the stands. I'm like, what are these people doing? I know. Well, you know what's funny? Real quick, and we'll get out of here. The Taiwanese baseball, and we can joke about it all we want. Like, there's a game on tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. Like, mm -hmm. I'll legitimately watch it. And I'm sitting like, what am I watching? I don't even know. But it looks like real baseball as opposed to a game I've seen already. They play with wooden bats in that league? Yeah, I think so. I haven't, you know, it's funny. I haven't noticed that, but I think they do. But yeah. I don't even, I don't even notice as I've watched. I've probably watched not the full game. Don't get me wrong, a half hour at most of one so far. But the three or four that I've put on, I don't even notice the the fans not there because they're piping in the sound in between pitches and stuff. Yeah. And the way the camera work is done, you just feel like you're watching a baseball game. So I hope something gets done here soon and we can get back to some modified reality if we can. Me so, too. Whatever. All right. Well, Al, that was good. I enjoyed right, those Jerry. questions from everybody. Yes, that was good stuff. Thank you. You enjoy. We have a conference call, don't we, coming up at 11? Yes, 11 o'clock. All right. So I'll see you in a little while. All right, Jerry. We'll see you then. See, oh, warm-up show is next. See you. Good morning, campers. 
the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. All right, what do you say we do it on a Thursday morning? It is draft day. It's finally here. We've talked about it for months and months and months, and here we go, Al Dukes. What's up? Who do you like going first? Oh, hi, Jerry. Let's do a mock draft all six rounds. You go first. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Uh, who's up second? What team? Like uh, the Redskins. Left. The Redskins select um, that defensive dude. You Which go. Which one? <laughs> you got to pick one. The, let me see. There's how a about guy. This? Chase how about, Young. How about so we go six rounds? Let's go six picks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jerry, I'm past that. I don't have anybody other than quarterbacks. All I ever care about in these drafts is the quarterbacks. Don't yeah, care about you. anyone else. I'm into these defensive players, specifically Young and Isaiah Simmons. We have both of them on the program today. How about I, that? I see that. Look at That's you. That's called producing, Jerry, or they reached out and said, can we come on the That's show? What are the other? to be on. You don't know that. I do know that. You don't know that I wasn't chasing I these guys, Jerry. Pretty much know you didn't make one phone call. Around the country. How do we get these guys on, this sort of thing? Uh-huh. Jerry, did you watch the Jersey for Jersey uh, one-hour benefit last night? Uh, as I told you yesterday, I did not. Nor what? would I. We definitely could have done this. What to do for the show? We definitely could have done this, you and I. It was um, it, it was all like pre-done, right? Right. So they had uh, different Jersey celebrities introducing other Jersey celebrities. So it would be something like this: It'd be like, "Hi, Alan Jerry here for the warm-up and post-game podcast. Remember to wash your hands and keep six feet apart. And when you go outside, wear a mask." Singing Jersey Girl. Here's Bruce Springsteen. We could have done that. Oh, that would have been so awesome. We could have done that. They didn't I would have. I would have loved to help out. I know you would have because it would have meant attention. The other thing I was doing is, uh, you know, of course we know Bruce Springsteen and Bon Jovi are from New Jersey. That everyone knows. But, they are. Uh, uh, they are. Uh, some of the other artists, though, that performed, I didn't know from they were from New Jersey. So when they were performing, I quickly Googled them to see where they grew up and this sort of thing. There was a fellow named Charlie Puth. Who has got a bunch of big hits on like uh, the adult contemporary charts? Jerry hit radio. Right. He's from Rumson. They had this gal Halsey from uh, Edison, New Jersey. I know Halsey. Yeah, Halsey's from Edison, New Jersey. From Eddie's Town. From Eddie's Town, right? You should have quizzed Eddie to see if he knew. Eddie would not know Halsey if she sat next to him in the studio this morning. But he's into his town. You never know. I suppose. And it's what's weird is like when you see. When I'm like googling them, and it's like uh, Halsey was born in 19, you know, 98 or whatever. Right, you the had heck already turned 40. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> like, what is going on here? Yeah. Uh, so yes, Bruce performed Bon Jovi. It was uh, it was cool. It moved quickly. I liked that it was just an hour. At first, I was like, an hour. We're gonna need more time. And it was perfect. It was perfect. Then you could go to bed. You were all happy. Uh, well, then at eight o'clock, what did I do at eight o'clock? Jerry? You watched some of, murder mystery. I did on. Uh, I watched. I ended up watching the Oprah Network own because they <laughs> she runs a lot of uh, old twenty twenties uh-huh. with John Keonis. Okay, so that's what I did. All right, well, good for you. Hey, good I for did, you. I did go around the neighborhood yesterday. I took a video, but oh. it, did not, it did not come out great. I uh, did not find one rubber glove. What? Not one. So boomer. Oh, that's wins. a good. That's a good job by your neighborhood, Jerry. Yeah. I was on a bike. I, I actually was on a bike. My son was on a scooter, and I, it's not easy videoing when you're on a bike. No, very um, dangerous. So I have a small video I might put out. I'm not sure, but okay. uh, not one. We also saw yesterday on uh, social media, I'll have to retweet it on the show account this morning, uh, you, uh, a Jerry Recco 
sports challenge versus your boys. Uh, you did uh, basketball where you yes. were. Yes, it was a like six-part series. Six-part series. Part one was a uh, basketball, sort of like a not a horse competition, but shooting it was a shootout. From, a shootout from different uh, angles. So that was fun. Your uh, your kids are very good at basketball, Jerry. I'll give uh, you that. They beat me. You know, I actually thought I was going to win. They beat me pretty good. Yeah. I didn't think it'd be jo- uh, Matthew, but Joseph. Uh, he. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's embarrassing, actually. From downtown. I had one problem with one corner shot that I couldn't yeah. make. Not corner, but a wing shot. And it Could sounded – I know video picks up noises louder than they appear in real life, but when you were just banging those shots off the rim – Yes. Oh, my gosh. It sounded like <laughs> – <laughs> It was embarrassing. It was a little embarrassing, yeah. <laughs> yes. The noise <laughs> it was very they, loud. They, my, my wife and my kids found it amusing. Jerry, the new darling of the NFL is – the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, of course they are. Now, the schedule has not come out, but people are predicting that the Buccaneers are going to have a lot of primetime games. I would think. I would think. Let's see. Well, what's the max you're going to have? Seven? Or is it um, six? I thought at one point it was five, but that can't be. Well, I, I see. I'm There's so many games time, I'm now. thinking national. So the difference between primetime and national, like if you play on Thanksgiving, that's not a primetime game, or is that just a national game? Either way. I, I think, say they'll get the max. I think prime time is Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night. Okay, so then Thanksgiving wouldn't count. Um, yeah, I say they'll get the max. Whatever it is, you have to, don't you? The Cowboys always get the max because they're a national, nationally drawn team. They usually do, yes. They usually do Patriots. Uh, we're probably not even interested in the Patriots anymore. We don't I think even we know. still are. We are? Because we want to see are. what we want to see what Bell I wish they were playing each other this year. That would pa- be cool. Patriots, Bucks. Well, I don't oh, think that's. Baby, I, think yeah. next, I think next year they're in line to play. And uh, you know, we, you did the story yesterday that uh, Tom Brady was um, thrown out peacefully uh, yes. of a, a park in Tampa, which was closed, which I guess he wasn't aware was closed. Right. So the uh, Tampa Yankees that play at the Steinbrenner Field there, across from uh, Raymond James Stadium, they offered their park that Tom Brady could come work out in. I think that's awesome. Pick up for you. Yeah, it is. It is weird, and we don't need to get into this whole conversation about it because. So yesterday, I wanted to do something other than the workout program I'm doing to give yeah. my body a little bit of a break, and my first thought was to go to Homedale Park. Right. And then my wife reminded me, yeah, that's closed. Closed. Like, that's right. The park is closed. And then I had to go to the recycling yard to drop off an old dishwasher, which is cool that it's open and you can drop it off, and that's great. And it's across the street from a park, and all of the outdoor workout equipment that they have that's old you gotta wear gloves anyway but that's all roped off and then the basketball courts you can't even go there and i understand why but it's just weird that i can't take my son to shoot hoops it's just um yeah tough you took a dishwasher to the recycling center yeah they accept old appliances i would just i would have just put it in a big bag and put it on the the corner of my street a dishwasher (laughs) really you know what's funny about that is we have so the you know the garbage company we use they have the robo bins so it's just one guy in a truck and the big monster arms come and they grab the garbage so usually i don't care about what goes in it in terms of the weight just garbage but you know if it's really heavy like in the past i would hold the bag back so that the pail wasn't too heavy knowing the guy's got to lift it up so i did a whole bunch of stuff outside and everything and i had a whole bunch of uh, wood that had to go into the garbage pail it was really heavy and my wife's like, didn't you put a little too much in there? I'm like, no, it's fine. It's the robo bin. So I guess it was this past Tuesday morning when they came to pick it up. And I can look outside with the show because I'm right in front of a window. 
And I look, and wouldn't you know it, on Tuesday, the arms wouldn't work. Oh, boy. And the guy had to get out and lift it up. And I'm sitting there like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> of all times, for the thing not to work. And you could see him like in the truck struggling because the arms wouldn't release. And then he had to get out. And then he goes to lift it. And he, you could tell he was frustrated. <laughs> he was like, this punk Jerry Recco. <laughs> but he did it, though. He did it. So you can't when it's robo bin where the where the robot just picks it up. Imagine you throw a dishwasher in there and then the robot just you'd hear douche. Uh, you do realize that the dishwasher <laughs> wouldn't fit in, the in your bin. robo bin. All right, <laughs> dope. Uh, Jerry, then uh, yesterday, also Tom Brady related. This is pretty cool story. If you are this rando dude living in Tampa. Um, I guess he lives next door to Byron Leftwich, this guy, random Tampa guy. And uh, he lives in one of those neighborhoods where a lot of the houses look alike. Right. And I guess Tom Brady was going over to Byron Leftwich's house. And Byron Leftwich must have just said, hey, when you get here, just come through the front door. Right. You know, I'm in the living room. (laughs) And uh, Brady went to the wrong house. He went next door. So some random Tampa dude is doing work from home in his kitchen, and Tom Brady comes walking in the front door. Now, that would never happen to you. (laughs) Why is that? Because you leave, you're like Fort Knox. You leave everything locked. Right. I I leave everything open. Tom Brady could have been a home invader. Mm Mm-hmm. So this guy, of course, went right to TMZ. Of course he did. I told a long, drawn-out... Like, I told you that story in three seconds. Tom Brady went to the wrong house. Right. Cool story. This guy had a long, drawn-out story about Tom Brady walking through his front door. <laughs> well, I think you got to soak it up for what it's worth. <laughs> he is, this Tom guy Brady is, just invaded my home. This Who guy wants is, to talk? The best part was this guy said he's been living next door to Byron Leftwich for a long time, and he's never met him. I believe that. Did you see the wall that Brady has in, in Jeter's house? Well, that's the thing. So I thought, okay, that makes sense. The wealthy neighborhood probably. No, they're they're legitimately six feet apart. And he's never met him. Never hmm. met him. He says you know, Byron left, which is a guy who doesn't doesn't uh he doesn't want to bug him. He doesn't look like he wants to be bugged. See, I'm bad, but I don't I do talk to people, believe it or not. No, I know. Contrary you do. to public opinion. If I lived next door to Byron Leftwich, I would every time I saw him I would do that. That uh, you know, a tribute to him from that that game where he had a limp to the line of scrimmage. Right, How that was a that? wild game. I'm not sure. I, was, I really didn't think that through as I was starting to say it. What he was on? Uh, what team? Marshall. I guess so. It was a viral. Yeah. yeah, I guess yes. <laughs> Look at me, knowing college football. That was that was a very cool moment. That's one yeah. of those things you'll. That's an image you'll never forget. Where he was injured, but uh, they he was leading a comeback of some sort, and guys had to help him to the line to take snaps. That was very uh, Kirk Gibson esque. That'd be like you, and boy. I would use that. I would use that from here on out. Like, if, especially like he's a quarterbacks coach now. Yes. Well, he's, is he quarterbacks coach or the offensive coordinator? Eh, same. Kind of no. like, uh, kind of like the time the you got hurt in the softball warm up, and then you were gone for two months <laughs> because of a sh- bruise on his shin. <laughs> right. If I was Byron Leftwich and the, my quarterback wanted to come out, I'd be like, "Oh, really?" Because I was carried to the line of scrimmage to to take snaps. Uh, we got to take a break. On that's that a man, note. Jerry. That's when a we come man. Back, we will go through some of the injuries that Al actually did play through, well, like tweaking a fingernail, and then Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. 
All right, welcome back. We got a couple more minutes to the top. Don't forget Saquon Barkley, Chase Young, Isaiah Simmons all joining Boomer and Geo later on this morning. Gary Bettman, NHL commissioner, says Wednesday the league is exploring a four-city return to restart their season. So that's good. And Tiger and Phil and Brady and Manning are going to play in about a month or so, maybe even less than that. Al, what else? Oh, a little golf, Jerry. Yes, and it's going to be for COVID-19 charity oh. relief. And then, so that's pretty cool. I'm actually looking forward to that. That is nice. Uh, Ron Rivera says that he's going to put his daughter and his wife, both of them, to work tonight during the draft. You know they, what? what else? They, why not? What else are they doing? They have responsibilities tonight in the draft. I agree. Good for them. That's They've great. got uh, a board they'll be working on. They've been writing down who's been picked. They're going old school, Jerry. Military family, he Did says. Did you they, ever do – let me ask you this. Did you ever do a fantasy football draft back in the day when it first became popular before yes. all the computers where you had to do yes. a hand, pen and paper? Yes. Did you ever Gosh. get to the point where you'd get like the, like the fourth round and you'd pick someone and the, you know, they were gone like two rounds uh, ago? Constantly. That would happen constantly. It's so annoying. Do you think any team, <laughs> not tonight, on yeah. Saturday, picks someone by mistake that was yes. taken already? I do. That would be awesome. <laughs> I do think they should just use like the uh, like the Yahoo fantasy sports <laughs> picker. <laughs> they might. Remember, they're gonna have the guy in the Winnebago. I forget who right. in Detroit. He should. That's what he should do. He should log on to some fantasy football draft board. <laughs> a couple people, a couple teams said there was one guy who said today they have the dude living in the Winnebago outside. But a couple teams have an IT guy that's going to be outside the house of uh, the general managers. Yeah. I, I, they have to, because otherwise, what are they going to do? They got to figure it out Get somehow. Get your full color coverage of the out. NFL Draft tonight at seven with Boomer and Geo.